Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Um, I don't know whether you've been following the news in France, but it is despicable what's going on in France. Victims of abuse within French, the French Catholic Church welcomed a historic turning point on Tuesday after a new report estimated. You're not, this is a hard story to swallow. It really is. They estimated that 330,000 children in France were sexually abused over the last 70 years. Uh, providing the country's first accounting of the worldwide phenomenon of clerical abuse. 330,000 by the Catholic Church. Members of the Catholic Church. The figure includes abuses committed by some 3,000 priests and on an unknown number of other people involved in the Church and other members of the Catholic Church. Wrongdoing, the Catholic authorities covered up for decades in a systematic manner, according to the president of the commission that issued the report, Jean-Marc Suave. 2000, the 2,500-page document was issued as the Catholic Church in France, like in other countries, seek to face up to the shameful secrets that were long covered up. They're a little bit behind, probably, Ireland, Germany, America and other countries. But victims welcomed the report as long overdue and the head of the French Bishops' Conference asked for forgiveness. The report bit late. The report made a minimum estimate of between 2,900 and 3,200 sexual abusers of children who operated in the French Catholic uh, Church since 1950. And the report said the tally of 3,000 or 330,000 victims. Think about that. 330,000 victims. Um, includes estimated 216,000 people abused by priests themselves and other clerics and the rest by the church figures such as scout leaders or camp councillors, etc., etc. The estimates are based on a broader research by French, the French National Institute of Health Medical Research into the sexual abuse of children in the country. The study also uh, estimated that 80% of the victims were boys, which seems to be the case worldwide while the broader study of sexual abuse found that 75% of the overall victims were girls. The Independent Commission urged that the Church take strong action, denouncing its faults and silence, which is the biggest problem. The silence is always the problem. It also called on the Catholic Church to help compensate the victims, notably in cases that are too old to prosecute via the French courts. And the Commission worked out worked for two and a half years listening to victims' reports, witness reports, and studying church, court, police, and news archives starting from the 1950s. Uh, Mr. Suave denounced the church's attitude until the beginning of the 2000 as a deep, cruel indifference towards victims. Sometimes church officials did not denounce the sexual abuse and even expose the children to risk by putting them in contact with the people who had actually abused them. I don't need to remind you, listening today, about the thousands that were sexually abused here in Ireland, America, Germany and many other countries around the world by members of the clergy. We've had the Fern Report, the Murphy Report, the Klein Report, the Toome Report, the Rapfoe Report, the Limerick Report, the Ossery Report, the Commission of Investigation into Catholic Archdiocese of Dublin and many more reports in this country over the last 20 years. So what I'm asking you today, listening to that story, And it's just another story, I know. It's another story of abuse by Catholic priests. And again, I want to reiterate, not all Catholic priests are bad. That's clearly the case. But this cannot be ignored. There is a problem. There is a poison. There is a virus. There is a disease within the organisation that felt for 70 years 
it was somewhat acceptable if not to abuse a child but to cover up that abuse or not to denounce it to accept this authority of abuse so what I want you to do today is have a think about this because the majority of people in this country are still Catholics the majority of people in this country still support the Catholic Church the same organisation that is responsible for so much sexual abuse in this country and so much abuse of children I'm not saying the state didn't play a hand in that. They did, of course. And in France, this is a shocking report. 330,000 victims. Children. Children. Some as young as six, seven, eight, nine, ten years of age. Mainly boys. Many girls, but mainly boys. Help me understand why people would still support an organisation. And that's what it is. It's not your religion. And I certainly don't want to disrespect your religion as a Catholic or your, your religion in general. Because you can still have religion without supporting the Catholic Church. But help me understand today why people still support the Catholic Church in Ireland. I struggle with this question and I've struggled with it for years on this show. I even talked about it on television one night. I don't understand it. I don't get it. And maybe somebody today can explain that to me and help me understand that. Why when we see constantly report after report, not just in Ireland, worldwide particularly in America, the amount of reports that have been done and the amount of abuse that's taken place. And now in France, 330,000 victims. Explain to me why we continue or people continue to support the organisation. We still have Holy Communions, we still have baptismals, we still have confirmations, we still have weddings and churches. Why do we continue to support an organisation that clearly, over the last 70 years, and maybe some people say they've somewhat changed, has been rotten to the core? Why? Do we continue to support it? And if somebody can explain that to me, I'll gladly take it on board. I want to listen to you. I want to understand why we support that organisation. The number is 087-188-0008. That's 087-188-0008. You can WhatsApp or text, all right? So let me know and explain to me why I should support or why, I, well, I won't support it, but why people in the majority still support the Catholic Church in Ireland. Anya, you're an Ireland's classic kid. How are you doing? Hello. Anya, it's a shocking report. You can't, yeah, it's the you can't, worst of all, you know. Most tedious of all. Yeah, 330,000 children. It's a pity they didn't go about it sooner. Some of them are dead now. Oh, yes, a lot of them are dead, sadly. Yes, a lot of them. I, I did see some of the, the witness accounts, and some of them are in their 80s and 90s, and many of them, you're right, are probably dead. You know? And it is a shocking report. Yeah, but you, what do you mean, like, we support uh, the Catholic Church? What do you mean by that? Okay, well, the Catholic Church in Ireland are still quite prominent. People still get their children baptised. They still get their children confirmed. Uh, where they still get their children make their Holy Communion. We still get married in churches. Uh, we still turn to priests in time of need for confessions. And yet, we can have religion without doing all those things. You can still have your faith and still have your religion. The church itself, the Catholic Church, the priests, the bishops, and I'm not having a go at all of them because most of them are probably good people, but the organisation is not good. It hasn't. It doesn't have a good history, does it? Well, I don't support uh, the priests because actually they were misleading people by telling them God will forgive their sins and then they go to heaven. That's not. That's not the case because Jesus said, "If you're not like a child, you won't enter into heaven." So these three thousand priests, say in France, for example, that are named in this report, or that not named but estimated in this report, three thousand two hundred, they believe up to. Well, even if the, if they get down on their knees, do you think they'll go to heaven? I doubt it very much. <laughs> mm. Definitely not. 
But do, does as a are you are are you a Catholic, Anya? Do you consider yourself a Catholic? A practicing one. Okay, so as a Catholic, do you when you read a story like this, do you nod your head in shame and think? I can, I, I can I still believe in God. I can still believe in Jesus. I can still believe in Mary, but I don't have to follow this yeah, organization. Yeah, but if you believe in, G- in, in God, you've got to go by the commandments. You have to attend yeah, mass. Just, you have to honor your father you and mother. You don't have to attend mass. You do. You can pri- surely you can pray privately. But it's the law of God, and I, His law no, is the law of, change. It's, no, you it's, know? it's the law of the Catholic Church. It's not. It's the law of God. You don't change the law of God. You cannot change it. You know, and when you when you read these stories, are you not? Do you not feel? I'm not saying you personally should feel any shame, but do you not feel shame on behalf of Catholics of of the world who support yeah, an organisation <clears throat> that's clearly disturbed? But like I said umpteen times, these so-called priests never wanted to be priests. They just knew they would be with children, because otherwise, are in maybe in a swimming pool or the brownies or you know. So you believe that these kind of, these particular they priests, they, they purposely priests go in there to have access to children. Because people, we always trusted priests. And then that's why, why they became priests. But they had too much They power. never wanted to be priests, obviously. I mean, Anya, you go back in time and your mom would open the door to the local parish priest and the good china would be taken out and into the special room in the house and the kids would be put away upstairs to make sure they didn't interfere with the conversation. There was too much, they had too much authority. Would you not agree? Yeah, well... Is it, and that's... See, it's not so much even the 3,200 priests that abuse children in France. It's the ones that knew about it and said nothing. Didn't denounce it. Didn't tell the police. Yeah, they shouldn't have... You know, they should have reported them. No, they'll use excuses like the confession box. They'll say, oh, I went and well, gave see, confession. Well, you can you imagine a paedophile going to confession? <laughs> I can. Well, well, there has been stories of paedophiles going to confession and the priest saying that they couldn't tell the police because of the seal of confession. But you're, like, if you're going to confession and the paedophile, you can't see him. So then he goes then out. I know so he is. He though. runs off down the road as the priest going to run after him. Yeah, but the priest might know who he is. Huh? They might know who he is. The priest, they don't know you when you go in. But you, okay, let me ask you a question then, right? Let's say, you know, a paedophile goes into a confession box to a priest. And he's a local. And the priest probably knows the voices of all the locals, knows who they are. And he knows who this particular guy is. And he, he, this guy turns around and says, I'm sorry, forgive me, Father, um, but I sexually abused a seven-year-old. Do you think that priest has a responsibility to go to the police? Yeah, but, the, but the priest doesn't know. No, 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 I'm are. saying if he knew who he was, right? But I don't know. Do you, but no, I'm asking you a question. Do you think that priest should break the seal of confession and go to the police? Probably should. Yeah, okay, well, I'm glad you said that, Anya. I'm, I'm happy to hear you say that because there are many people who believe they shouldn't. You know, and that's how much it, people depend it's, 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 and uh, believe in the Catholic Church. A serious crime, you know, they should. They should. Suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, stay there for a second. Let me go to Dave as well. Dave, you're in Ireland's Classic Kids. How are you doing, Dave? Hey, folks. Uh, Dave, help me to understand why the majority of people still support an organisation. And again, I'm not talking about people's religion, but an organisation who were responsible for so much evil, it seems. I mean, I think it all just boils down to tribalism, really, doesn't it? Tribalism? You know, I'm, yeah, I mean, if you think about it, like, you know, we, we like to think of ourselves as this, you know, we're so advanced and, you know, learned as a species. But, I mean, in recent years, especially thanks to social media, we can see how pitted against each other we can become. You know, I identify as this or my political persuasion is this way. 
And when people start to attack that, you immediately go on the defensive. So if you've been brought up as a practicing Catholic your entire life, and people start attacking that organization that maybe has brought you, you know, solace or has helped you through a tough time, your knee-jerk reaction, you know, it's almost like it's hardwired into you, is to defend that institution. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, I actually feel bad for people who do practice their faith and have to, you know, for some unconscious reason, defend these organizations. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with religion. I mean, we've had religion probably longer than we've had agriculture. You know, it more likely started off as the worship of the sun, worship of animals. We've gone polytheistic to monotheistic to polytheistic to mono. You know, like religion has played a part in human civilization ever since we basically, you know, went from being, you know, like members of like, like great apes hanging from the trees to creatures that can ponder our existence or our place in the universe. But this is not really about the religion, and I don't want to disrespect people's beliefs in God or beliefs in Jesus, even though I don't believe in it, but it's more about the organisations or the marketing companies for it, I suppose. You see, this is the thing, obviously, this point I'm trying to make is the fact that, like, people can't seem to divorce themselves from that. You know, it's like, um, someone sees that, you know, you're going after the Catholic Church for some of the just most heinous crimes that have been committed. I mean, when I heard the number when you were talking there, my, my, my stomach did a backflip. I mean, that's just, just staggeringly high amounts of people that were abused. But you, you also have to... In one country. In one country. But you also, I mean, go back further in time. I mean, um, look at like the likes of uh, Mexico. You had entire races of people completely wiped out by the Spanish. You had the Spanish Inquisition. You had the Salem witch trials. You know, I mean, religion has been at the forefront of some of the most heinous acts that human beings have done to each other down throughout recorded history. But and the then, well, mind, so, well, then, well, then, if we're aware of that and we're intelligent human beings, which we clearly are, well, I would imagine most of us are, why do people then continue to support it? And I don't mean on you believing in God and Christ and Mary, and that, that's fine. I'm not talking about that, your personal belief. But why do we continue to support an organisation who indoctrinates people, um, who, some people will use the word brainwashing, um, and, you know, brings children up from a very young age to believe in an organisation, not in God and Mary and Jesus, but believe in an organisation who are supposed to be the messengers of God. When well, clearly know, those messengers are, a lot of them are not good people. I, I don't know. It's a good question. It, it's kind of like saying, how did Jim Jones manage to convince over 900 people to kill themselves in French Guiana? You know, it just, I mean, we like to, like I said, like we like to think of ourselves as these, you know, like uh, we're so advanced we can ponder, you know, the nature of existence itself. But if you get people and enough people on mass and whip a bit of fear into them, and then you have someone saying, I have all the answers, follow me. The vast majority of people are going to do that. I mean, social media has, has shown us that. We think we're so smart, but human beings on mass, especially when they're frightened, are stupid and dangerous. So you're saying I it's mean, like a herd mentality? It is a herd mentality, yeah. I mean, again, it comes back to tribalism. Do, do you know, like, I mean, like, I'm not... But sure, yeah, but even with a herd mentality, surely when you see stories like this, and you can't, you know, give out to the media because they are reporting on them, when you see horrific stories like this, it makes people not even want to utter the words Catholic Church. That doesn't mean you don't want to utter the words God and Jesus. But you also have to realise how powerful an organisation the Catholic Church is. I mean, they are basically above reproach. I mean, like, what are... Right, say... See, we want to take action against the Catholic Church right now for a lot of the acts that they've done in the past. How do we do it? 
there is no avenue for us to go. Well, well let me uh, well, let me ask Anya that because obviously she's a very uh, devout practicing Catholic. And Anya, let me ask you. Let's say there was a supermarket down the road from you, right? That had three hundred staff. And a report came out about said supermarket saying that, you know, I don't know, maybe 40 of them had sexually abused children who had come into the shop. Would you go into that shop again? Would well, you, would you support them? The shop, it wasn't their fault. But would you, would you go into that shop and, and, and the owners of the shop? Oh, the, no. no. And let me elaborate a little bit. The owners of the shop went into denial mode and silence and knew about what was going on but never said anything. Would you support that shop? No, but it's so wait, but, is it not, it's, but it's not different. It's the it same. is different. It, explain to me how it's different. There are ten commandments, God's ten commandments. You keep them, you break one maybe, you repent. Sin forgiven. Completely different thing altogether. No, but you're not, you're not understanding the point I'm trying to make to you. I'm not doubting your religion. I'm not disrespecting your religion, your belief in God and Jesus and Mary and everything that goes along with it in the Bible. I'm talking about the organisation because realistically, the Catholic Church in itself, the organisation, is a man-made organisation to essentially recruit people into the religion. It's a marketing tool for the Vatican. So realistically, if that shop covered up sexual abuse, I would expect most people would be on social media, hashtag boycott whatever the name of the shop is, and they wouldn't want anybody to go there or support them. And the the government would probably close it down, actually. They all didn't cover up. Some did, but not them all. The church I go to, you know, you, you, it's the, the commandment to go to the church. And it's also a heathen's crime to blaspheme, but then people making lies of that. That's a heathen's crime as well. But you're, you're saying that a lot of them didn't cover up. A lot of them did. That was the problem. It was, as they mentioned here, it was covered up for decades in a systematic uh, manner. Or a systemic manner, should I say. Yeah, they shouldn't have done the cover-up. But they did that here too. They did that in America as well. It was yeah. constant cover-up. Even bishops and higher up, the hierarchy covered it up. Even popes covered it up. You know, so how, how can you... Well, I don't, it's, there's I, no defence to it, is there, the really? Because they're, they're just... They're not making sermons anymore, you know? Mm. They don't... They tell everybody they're going to go to heaven. Which is untrue. And so, so I but, support God. But you still go to mass every week. Yeah, but you, you, it's the commandment to go to mass. It's the the church is God is in the church, and the priest I go to is not an abuser. Oh no, I'm sure he's not. No. Dave, well, France is a big country as well, you know. Oh no, I know, no, no, it's a big population. But Dave, see, I'm not suggesting for a minute Anya is defending abuse or trying to say. But Catholics and people who are who follow and support the organisation, you know, to some degree, will just keep going. Yeah, but sh- I mean, it's just business as usual. You know, I mean, at the end of the day, human beings, we're incredibly selfish creatures. And unless we've been directly affected by these things, we just go on about our lives like we normally do. I mean, like, I live in rural Ireland, and I remember, like, when we first moved down the country, like, mass on a Saturday night was, you know, it was the place to be. Nowadays, uh, pre-COVID times, the church wouldn't even be a quarter full. So no. there has been a marked kind of drop in the number of people that go to um, church. Go oh, to absolutely, I mean, yes. I mean, look, look when it comes to the seminary. I mean, uh, an aunt of mine is in Carrickmanshore and she said their local priest now is from Bangladesh because they couldn't get a, an Irish guy. No, I don't think they're ordaining priests anymore, really. I don't think there is that many priests being ordained anymore. Joining anymore, yeah. No. Well, I, well I, I'm not surprised. 
when you see the amount of reports that's been out over the last 20 years why anybody would want to work for an organisation um, that kind of seemed to cover all that kind of stuff up. All right, keep texting, keep WhatsApping. I'm still looking for the answer and I'm not getting it. And I, I spoke about this publicly before, not just in newspapers, but on TV and also on this show. And I want people to help me understand when I see an article like this constantly, this is one of the worst ones I've seen in a long time, but this is a two and a half year report where 330,000 children in France were sexually abused by members of the clergy of the Catholic Church over a period of 70 years. It's a lot of children sexually abused, sexually abused. And yes, we see this report after report after report and yet people still walk into a church on a, on a, on a Sunday morning. And I don't get it. And I'd like people to explain it to me. I want somebody to make me understand why we continue to do that. Again, I'm not disrespecting your religion. Believe in God and believe in Jesus and believe in Mary and everything that goes along with it if that's what you want to do and I respect that. But that doesn't mean you have to go and support the organisation that promotes it. You can do that privately anyway. Let me go to Anne. You're an Ireland's classic hit. Hello, how are you? Now, Anne... Again, I don't want to disrespect Catholics per se and people who believe in God and I respect people's religion. But the organisation, the Catholic Church, has again come in for a bashing today because of this report. And, I mean, how, explain to me why you think people still support it. Um, because too many, too many people get power and power goes to their head mm-hmm. and they think they're better than the little people. These are the priests themselves. Um, yeah, and I also don't believe it's the church only. I think it's yes, all everyone. Absolutely, and, and when there's other stories about abuse, be it in other you know industries, yes. be it teachers Everybody. or media or whatever, Every, we'll talk about that too. Yes. But this is Every, disproportionate. Do you understand what I'm saying? When I say it, disproportionate, you know, I can I can give you reports, you know, after report after report, particularly in this country as well, in yes. America and Germany and other places where. You know, it seems to be disproportionate when it comes to the Catholic Church. But I know where you're coming from, Niall. I really do. But it's not... You see, the way way I see it is people see other people getting away with things and it follows suit. Mm -hmm. And it's just... It's getting out of control. Totally out of control altogether. Now, I am a Catholic. But what I think what they're doing, what they've done, and what they have been doing, and plus the nuns, what they all have been doing, is totally wrong. But my parents were, I'd probably say, they were in denial of things like that. I mean, if you went into school mm-hmm. and you came home and you said, well, the teacher hit me for this or that. What did hit you for? For so-and-so, so-and-so. Then you get another clatter yeah. because of... You shouldn't have annoyed the teacher. You shouldn't <laughs> have annoyed the teacher. Now, not every parent believed their children of what was happening. But today, I think that people are more educated and they should. They should believe the children. Why do you think? 
you know, when we read about, and again, can I say the majority of priests are good people, right? But unfortunately, there's a disproportionate amount seem to have abused children, even though even though it's a small percentage of the overall number of priests. But why do you think so many priests took advantage sexually of children? Because who else would they take their, their sex frustrations out? I so you're t- saying it was because of celibacy? I, I don't know. I mean, even if somebody said to me but tomorrow, you to be celibate, I would still be attracted to women. Or I wouldn't be attracted to children. But the thing, no, I know what you're talking about. But the thing about it is, will we ever know? Do you know what I mean? Mm. Will, will we ever know why the government is as crooked as they are? Do you know what I mean? So you're saying, it's, you're it's, saying power corrupts, basically. Is what it's, it's power, Niall. It's power. It goes to their head. You know, there's no um, natural person anymore. There's no... They're all... There's, it's, it's, a, it's a race. To me, it's a race. You know, there's no one that you can trust anymore. And that is all gone, Niall. It's gone. You know, uh, well, that's my only, my only. No, 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 I understand what you're saying. I understand your view and your take on this. Yeah, and, you know... So did they, these so these men, I and mean, primarily men, by the way, but so these men took advantage of a situation where they had power and they yeah. thought that primarily young boys, because it was mainly boys that were abused by yeah, these men. they were in control. The men were in control. So like. they thought they'd say nothing. Yeah. Sure, they, it I, was like the nuns. They were in control of us. I mean, the better legs off us. Do you know what I mean? Um, but, you know, it's... And the worst part of it, Anne, is that when they talk about it in this report was uh, the systemic manner in which they covered it up. So, in other words, it wasn't just the abusers, the 3,200 priests no. that were abusing. It was their bishops, the priests that worked with them, all knew yeah. what was going on. They knew oh, yeah. that Father What's-His-Name yeah. down the road was abusing children, but they said nothing to nobody. Yeah. But sure, I know the priest that married me was abusing some, uh, well, I found out afterwards that he had been abusing kids. And was there, at the time when he married you, was there rumours? I didn't know that. No, no but, well, was there no rumours about him? No, but I'm just saying, was there rumours about him? Was, were people talking no, and going, ah, oh, you know, he was a bit weird? Things start coming out. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Well, I think, personally, I think that, now, I hear my sons, well, particular one son, and he's telling his two, and they're small. They are small children. But he's telling them, him and his wife, are telling them about their private parts and just that and the other. And you don't let anybody touch you. And you come straight home and tell your mammy and your daddy. But we were never told that now. If we went home and told them that, they wouldn't believe us. Stay there just for a second. I want to go to James before the break as well. James, you're in Ireland's classic. It's Adrian James. Good afternoon, Al. I, I, I'm, I'm listening to Anne there, and, and she makes some really good points, I'll be honest with you. It was about power. It was about children being afraid to say anything because we didn't know any better. And I suppose it was about some sort of systemic m- manner in which they covered it all up and just got away with it. It's also about what we males are capable of now. The terrible atrocities and vile behaviour that we males are capable of, which females are not now. If you look at it, I have never seen a case here or across Europe where any nun was brought before the court for inappropriate behaviour with a child. Well, apart from physical abuse. Physical abuse, yes. Never sexual abuse now. No, no not sexual, no. Never. 
So that says yeah. a lot straight away now. And well, I'm, I'm sure when you, I don't want to use the word never because there are female paedophiles, but they're few and far between, yes. I would imagine. When you look at today, the industry, which is now the industry of child pornography around the world, huge industry, watched by males again now. 99% of the people who look at child pornography, they're as bad as the people who are abusing the children, again males now. Look at the other day, the man who's after doing terrible damage to the British police force by murdering Sarah Everett, again a male. Common trait all the time now, males carrying out vile acts. I'm not, I'm not surprised at what happened in the church now. I'm depressed by it, but I'm not surprised anymore at my age what men are capable of doing now. Look at the girl the other day, Nadine Lott in Dublin. Look what happened to her now. I know, I know. So men are capable of the most vile acts. We, and we, have to, we must have the courage and the backbone to own up to that now and face up to it. You know? so, and why, why do you think disproportionately, and it is disproportionate at this point, with so many reports around the world, that these particular men, the clergy, took advantage of their position? Now I'll answer that by giving you a simple story that was told by a, a retired member of the Gaddish Shikana who I've known for years now. And I was saying to him about, did you come across sexual abuse cases? Yes, James. I did indeed in my time. He was a long time in the Gaddish Shikana. And I said all these cases where girls were abused in the home, always by the father, by the grandfather or uncles. He said, you know all those cases now, like Fiona Dahl and all those now? Yeah. All of those cases that come forward, James, to the court, there are 20 more daughters who will never come before the court because they will never bring it forward. They will take it to the grave. All you saw in the papers, the Fiona Dahls, tip of the iceberg. But we don't go around saying all fathers are poisonous now. So you're saying that domestic sexual abuse within the family wasn't reported as much, but it is easier for people now, I suppose, to report what happened in the past within the Catholic Church. But we, we do know that the most dangerous mm. place for a child is in the home now, within the extended no, family. I'm, I'm, that's I'm, indisputable. I'm, I'm not, that is indisputable, and you are right. But in saying that, that's the vast population, if you know what I mean. We're looking at proportions. Propor- yeah, but we're looking at proportionality. When we look at the amount of Catholic priests or clergy in the world, there's a disproportionate amount of them are abusing, particularly young boys. Um, it's 80%, it seems to be boys. Why do you think that disproportionality exists? These cases, going back to the 50s and 60s, we were living in a world which was patriarchal now. Men ruled the That's not answering the question, so James. Be yeah, but that, that, that would mean that that disproportionality would be around the world within all walks of life, but it wasn't. It, it, there is no doubt, and I'm not disagreeing with you, that more people were sexually abused in the home. Absolutely. But what I'm saying to you is, let's look at, let's look at things in proportion. For the amount of clergy in the world, more children were abused per head of population, so to speak, within those organisations. I know. So I why, so why that, is that, James? I wouldn't agree with that. Uh, we've had hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of thousands of priests around the world for years and years now. So... Uh, as we do know, it's only a minority now. But it, it, oh, it, it is a minority. Take, it doesn't take much minority to do damage to any other. But, but, but when you say it's only a minority, yes, it was only a very small percentage. But then we have to take into the percentage of the, of the individuals who, in a systematic manner, um, covered it up as well, who knew what was going on. Right up to the top, the Pope. Right up to the Pope. Well, who was, who was responsible at the time as well for moving priests around who had been rumoured to be abusing children? I wouldn't be too sure about the Pope's now, Alan. Oh, well, there was. I mean, if we, if we go back to Cardinal... Well, Cardinal Ratzinger himself took a man out of hospital who was a paedophile and moved him to a different parish. Yes. Well, of course, in those days, 
Uh, back not the current days, Pope, but not the current Pope. They didn't know how to deal with these paedophiles now. They just didn't know how to deal with them. They, 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 they thought that the best thing was keep them away from children and that, that, that was the safest thing to do. Well, when was that ever the answer? Well, it, 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 the same with the police forces now. The police forces didn't deal with them as they should have. The Garda Shikana here didn't deal with them. But of course, as you know, society evolves and changes. And there's an old saying, when we... No better, we do better now. Okay, so so when I again ask the question about disproportionality within the Catholic Church and within the clergy, and we've seen report after report all around the world, America, Germany, France, Ireland, everywhere. I mean, it's disproportionate. It has to be at this stage when you look at the reports, disproportionate. So why do you think those particular men, and I'm saying men, took advantage of their position? Well, now, you know, when you think about these priests, say, in Ireland... They're not aliens from another planet. They were sons and daughters. They were sons and daughters of our society, Nile. They're all Irish priests, Father Brendan Smith, all of these people. They came from us, Nile. So they weren't like some alien beings from another planet, Nile. They are of our society. So uh, to explain why men do what they do, I mean... I'm not, I'm not asking you why men would do what they do. I, there, there, there is a, don't get me wrong, and, and I'm, as a man... I look upon shame with those men who would even take advantage of a child and I look at the percentage of men that would do that and it's despicable, absolutely despicable. Well, in, in but I'm talking case. about, I'm still coming back to the disproportionality of the men within the clergy who took advantage of their position. Because they were in a position where they had power Nile, and there was nobody regulating. Today, as you know, every organisation now that deals with children, underage soccer, which there was also abuse Nile across the whole of England with high-profile coaches, and now, as you know, there's strict rules now where uh, where children are concerned. You can't be with them on your own. And all you have to be guarded vetted, all that kind of stuff. All that. We do that now because we know now that's what we must do with men. We've got to regulate them. We cannot be allowed to have their own free will, which we had one time. That makes men out to be very bad in general, which is not the case, by the way, because the majority, the vast majority, 99.9% of men are not going to abuse a child. Well, I don't know, is that how you know? <laughs> when you, when I, I, I see these people viewing child pornography all over the world, that's very, very depressing to hear now. And uh, when you hear, um, uh, as I said, in the home, when I hear that guard saying that all of those girls that came forward who had the courage to come forward, they were only the tip of the iceberg. Daughters who would carry whatever happened to the grave because they didn't want to destroy the family, because it usually does destroy the family now when it comes forward. And... Uh, so I, I, I'm not I'm not surprised that what as I said I go back to Nile I'm not surprised at what men are capable of doing now. Okay. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi award winning Nile Boylan show. Classic hit.